0: with waves of consciousness on Om Times Radio
1: Tonight on Unleashed a fun twist on the Hillary Clinton email scandal speaking of Hillary her campaign appears to be girding for a possible and I would say very likely Joe Biden entry into the race but we'll see And another debt limit fight is looming as the Treasury Department moves up the deadline for default. Oh, joy. Exciting stuff. It is Thursday, October first, two 2015, just after 11 p.m. in the Eastern Time Zone. Matt Connerton, Unleashed, starts right now. (laughs) come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey welcome everybody Matt Connerton Unleashed. We are live from the Uptown auto repair Studio in Manchester New Hampshire. I'm Matt Connerton and uh, Jen Coffee is with me here as well. Good evening all. And uh, let's see. So it's uh, October first, the first day of. A quick anecdote. So when I was an intern at, um, uh, I interned at uh, Powderfinger Promotions in Boston. Oh my God, fifteen years ago, and uh, they they had kind of a running joke in the office. Let's see who is the first one to uh, to use the term Rocktober, because you know. Powderfinger is, you know, in the uh, music industry, and uh, inevitably someone always uses Rocktober. Actually, lots of people use Rocktober. Radio stations have Rocktober, and venues have Rocktober, and they all act like the, it's this clever and original thing, and it's obviously not.
2: No, it's not.
1: <laughs> so, and I've already heard—I I forget where I heard it—but I've already heard people calling it Rocktober. Now,
2: see, I deal with the <laughs> other aspect of it. I deal with Pinktober.
1: Right. Explain that for people who don't know.
2: Pinktober is the one month everybody talks about breast cancer, and the other eleven months they don't talk about it or think about it. Mm-hmm. Where people who deal with breast cancer deal with it on a daily basis, so it's kind of a, I guess, a running joke of survivors to go, ah, "Here comes Pinktober."
1: Yeah. Um,
2: and for my blue brothers out there that have survived breast cancer, calling it Pinktober is a little insulting. For some of them. For others, they embrace it.
1: Right, right. Um, so, uh, yeah, and of course, you know, the weather's getting chilly and we're doing are doing the show with the windows closed here now. Uh, I, I, so I, I, I just always hate to see summer slip away, but it is yeah. what it is. Maybe we'll get some Indian summer. But it is beautiful here in the, in the Northeast with the, uh, the changing of the leaves, the fall foliage. Uh, I know we have listeners across the country because we're on. Of I course, think uh, be
2: just as beautiful with palm trees. Yeah,
1: I do too. Actually, I think I. I think I would like that. I wouldn't miss if, if I were in a climate like that. I would not miss the uh, the four seasons at all. Because nope. nope. you always hear people say that. Oh, I'd miss the the four seasons and the changing Why? of the seasons. I wouldn't miss it a bit.
2: I wouldn't miss one <laughs> one bit of it.
1: Nope. No, no, Give I'm with you. I'll some
2: salt air, sandy beaches, and palm trees, and I'll be quite happy.
1: I'd be, I'd be, hell, I'd be fine with the desert. Uh, I wouldn't care. That but would work too. Yeah. yeah. It's warm. Dry There's heat. No snow. Good dry heat. Yeah, Absolutely. that's just
2: bullshit. Okay. I'm sorry. It's bull. They call it a dry heat. I went out there to Las Vegas. Dry heat, my heat. 107 is hot as heck.
1: You feel it. Well, yeah, but I mean, at at that point, I mean, at 107 degrees, it, you know, a dry heat or a humid heat probably doesn't matter. It's just it's oh, no. just like being in an oven. It
2: was just us tourists that felt that way. Like, the oh, cab really? drivers, everybody else were like, They're oh, this it. is a cool day for us. 107 <laughs> is nothing. You should see it at 117. Yeah. It's yeah. like, gee. Jeez, I'm, yeah, I can't just, even breathe right now. It's so hot. It. Yeah. I can't imagine it being hotter.
1: Yeah, I bet they never get sick though. I bet there's not much cold and flu in Las Vegas. Uh, no,
2: I bet. I bet you I just would,
1: sweat it out of you. I bet I cold and know. flu season there is pretty easy compared no, to here.
2: Actually, well, maybe. I bet it maybe. is. I well, bet it if is. you work in the casino environment, it probably is because they refresh the air every minute. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's part of how they keep everybody awake is they pump clean air in and change the air every minute.
1: Which is smart.
2: It's all these smart
1: little marketing duads they do. Absolutely. Uh, So uh, a few programming notes. Uh, So for one thing, uh, yesterday on the television edition of Unleashed, which, by the way, you can see every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern on IPM Nation, uh, my guest was the wonderful Dr. Kevin from the Dr. Kevin Show, which airs right here on Times Radio. Uh, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, and uh, Dr. Kevin, uh, back from the U.K., Uh, I do uh, the Dr. Kevin show with him the second Thursday of every month. We call it Thirst-Quenching Thursdays. But he was on the television edition yesterday of my show, now that he's back in the area. And if you didn't see it, uh, you can watch it on demand. Uh, It is, of course, on the IPM Nation, Vimeo, and YouTube pages. You can get links to those really easily if you go to IPMNation.com. And they're in the upper right corner of the screen. Or, uh, even easier, if you go to the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page, and please like the page if you haven't done so already, you can watch it right there. We posted it right there, too. So Dr. Kevin and I always have a good time. Uh, As you pointed out, Jen, he he was hitting on me a bit, but Dr. Kevin's been hitting on me since the day I met him. Gay dudes love me. I have a massive gay following, as you know.
2: Yeah, I've noticed.
1: Yeah, yeah. They just... They want me
2: something about you.
1: They want me to be one of them. I remember Dr. Kevin, and this is a true story, by the way. He said to me on the phone one time, he's like, uh, so when are you going to pitch a couple of innings for the other team? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, uh, I don't think I'll uh, I don't think I'll be playing for the other team. I don't see myself in that uniform, Dr. Kevin. But but it's flattering. Some some dudes get like really homophobic and angry if a gay dude hits on them. I find it flattering. Obviously, yeah, gay men have good taste. Is there
2: like, is there more gay dudes than there are chicks? Or is there an even ratio of your hit capacity? Oh, I
1: don't know. I, I think I just notice it more when it's a dude. <laughs> <laughs> maybe
2: that's saying something. Maybe Dr. Kevin sees something.
1: Maybe, right. Maybe deep down okay. I am gay. Maybe I'm a repressed homosexual.
2: Maybe that's what it is. You should get Norm to do a reading.
1: <laughs> well Norm's another one who, well never mind
2: <laughs> Norm,
1: Norm hits on me too um,
2: no that was terrible But uh,
1: inside joke but by the way uh, there will be uh, Dr. Kevin will be returning to my television program on November 4th for a follow up appearance because the Thursday after that uh, we're going to be doing something special online after I do Thirst-quenching Thursday with Dr. Kevin for his show that Thursday. Uh, an hour after we get off the air with that, at eight p.m., there is something that's going to be happening that I haven't even told you about yet. It's a surprise, and uh, I'm not going to reveal any more about it yet because we're not ready to announce it yet. But we have a special project that we're working on. Actually, I think I did tell you a little bit about it, but uh, but I've told the audience nothing of this, and neither I is Dr. Might Kevin.
2: Know a little.
1: Yeah, we talked about it briefly on uh, kind of the TV show. And then if I kind of put some show.
2: pieces together, I might be able to guess what it
1: is. No, I'm not going for a ride in his car
2: mm. with him.
1: It's not that. He did invite me on the Well, I if you watch the TV show, sure you'll know
2: that you were finally going to say yes.
1: No, I mean, I do you miss driving. Give a, in. I do miss driving a standard, but I don't think I'll be taking him up on his offer to uh shift his stick as he put it. <laughs> it got a little uh <laughs> what's the word
2: for for afternoon TV yeah. it was a little bit more after tennis it was more like <laughs>
1: unleashed after dark
2: yeah but the, there uh, was a lot of innuendo. all, all
1: innuendo of it course all yes innuendo. we kept it clean yes the the, the uh, children who watched the show because uh, our demographics show children write your show many no, no I uh, no. 12 and under huge fans of mine according to our that's, Our demographic no, research. No,
2: I, I don't
1: think so. I don't think so either. I made that up. I'm trying to I'm appeal to the kids. I'm pretty sure that
2: you did.
1: Because they I'd grow up to stick be consumers. With the
2: eighteen to thirty-five ish or so, or forty something ish <laughs> or
1: so, or... the truth is, we have no idea. We have no clue. Um, but uh, so look for that. And the other thing is too. <laughs> and I'm going to be very vague with this. Oh, well, here uh, he goes. Dun, dun. But there is. I did find out today. Uh, in a conversation, a wonderful conversation with our friend Mr. Producer, the mysterious Mr. Producer, uh, there is big news with Ohm Times Radio, and it directly affects this show in a very positive way. And that's all I'm going to say about it, because uh, for one thing, I don't know all the details yet to really make an announcement, and also, I have not been given the green light to go ahead you and announce anything. You have not
2: anything. been given permission.
1: right. So once I know more and once I'm told I can go ahead and announce it, I will, but it's big news. I was news.
2: told that what was going to happen was Vermin Supreme was going to show up and when he sprinkles you with the fairy dust, you will have the knowledge.
1: Well, he turns you gay when he sprinkles you with the fairy dust, right? So,
2: so Dr. Kevin's going to be on standby. So
1: if Dr. Kevin <laughs> were to arrange Vermin Supreme to show up at the right moment, together they could turn me gay. Apparently so,
2: and you will also have the knowledge that comes along with that, and you get a pony.
1: That's a exciting. Bonus. I don't particularly want to be gay, uh, but uh, to have <laughs> knowledge and a pony would be wonderful.
2: Is it worth the trade-off?
1: I don't think so. You get
2: the knowledge and the pony, but you get got to agree to pitch for the other team.
1: Yeah, that I, I don't think I could do. you
2: can stay on the same team, but you don't get the knowledge, you don't get the pony.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can always acquire knowledge, and I don't need a pony. This is true. So I think I'll just stay uh, a a heterosexual, (laughs) uh, one of the breeders, even though I have no interest in having children. But it's just fun to say that, breeder. You know what else is fun to say is gird, which is why I worked it into the uh, intro of the show tonight when I said Hillary Clinton was girding for uh, the inevitable uh, Biden uh, entry into the race. But uh, we will talk about that. (laughs) We'll get back to that momentarily because we must take a break. We are already at our first break tonight on Matt Connerton Unleashed. We are live on Home Times Radio and IPM Nation. Plenty more to come with Jen and I. So uh, don't go anywhere. Stay tuned.
0: The Real Conscious Connection OM Times Radio IOM FM Do you want to be a better communicator? Do you want to better connect with the important people in your life? Do you want to enrich your relationships? If so, join me, Matthew Cooper, on the Positive Control System show every Wednesday evening at 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time on OM Times Radio. I'll meet you there. What if business could be fun? What if business is the adventure of living? What are you choosing? Where do you do business that makes it easier, more fun, or more joyful for you? We'd love to see where you do business. Connect with us on Instagram at joyofbusiness or Twitter at joyofbusiness and share your pictures with hashtags business done where and joyofbusiness. Let's change the world with business.
2: Hi, this is Sylvia Henderson, Intuitive Life Coach and Energy Healer. Are you ready to elevate and rise way above your normal? Be sure to listen to my show, Intuitive Transformations, on OM Times Radio, Sunday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern. Get the inspiration you need to transform your life.
0: A conscious lifestyle for a mindful life. Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM.
1: Wow. Thursday evening. Are we live? We are, or are live. We just a Of uh, Fig Newton. A figment. Oh, figment.
2: No, Fig Newton's a really good cookie.
1: Yeah, uh, I always thought they were kind of gross. Um, I like them. By the way, we'll uh, so we'll pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh,
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting.
1: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When we were uh, during the break, uh, my co-host here was complaining about the bumper music. <laughs> but no, but you do have a point. We have been using the same bumpers for a while, and and we are going to be changing it's that right out.
2: that I don't like the song. I'm I know just kind it's
1: a great of tired song.
2: Tired of it. No, I understand.
1: It, it, no. for...
2: We needed something new.
1: Well, I, I, since you brought it up, we'll we'll just let everybody know that next week we're going to have new bumper music. In fact, that's another oh, thing. go
2: ahead. Blame it on that's, me. No, 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 no. You, yeah, you're blaming no. it on me that we're going to have new I, bumper music. I blame it on since Mr. You, Producer. It was his since suggestion. You
1: up. <laughs> since you brought it up. Since no, you brought it up. I'm no, going I'm to change it. it. No, I'm just saying since you brought it up, yeah, I will I tell the audience. That'll be good. It'll freshen up the show.
2: It's Mr. Producer's fault.
1: It is I, I just said that yes because he's the one who suggested it.
2: but I agree
1: You agree with Mr. Producer, so you guys percent This is what happens all the time you gang up on me.
2: Well, I'm very sensitive, now... you know Oh stop.
1: I'm a delicate flower. you're hurting my feelings.
2: Yes, you are a daffodil and lost in the wings
1: Speaking of delicate flowers, of course, Hillary Clinton is <laughs> oh, re- currently God, running for president how can you say that by the way, what are we about 15 months away now from the inevitable inauguration of President Joe Biden?
2: No, we are about that far away from the inevitable inauguration of President Donald Trump.
1: Donald J. Trump. I think if you're going to say President, you should say, I think you should say the full name, President Donald J. Trump. It just sounds more presidential when you include the middle initial. Why
2: can't you just say President Trump?
1: Well, you could. That sounds good. But I just think it sounds like that
2: rolls right off the tongue. It
1: sounds statesmanlike if if you say Hmm. Donald J. Trump, President Donald J. Trump.
2: Of course it is. (laughs) <laughs> it's a good name.
1: What Donald Trump is Donald J. Trump? Of course. A what does the J stand name. for? You're on the Trump train. You should know this.
2: Pop you, quiz. What, what does the J
1: stand you, you for? Know,
2: what, you want to ask me something important? Ask me something important about the economy, or oh, jobs. You want you me to ask me about his middle freaking name?
1: You're you're on the campaign in New Hampshire. You don't know is you don't know what the the his middle name is. Is it? Well, James? I
2: know or don't know it doesn't freaking matter. Is what it the Juliet? hell does it matter? Wouldn't it be
1: awesome if it was Julian? That'd be so weird. Wouldn't that be weird if his middle name was Julian? Why? <laughs> Donald Julian. I don't know. It just sounds funny to me. You would think that was weird.
2: I would, I would think I would. My first instinct is to say, oh, I bet he was named after somebody in his family that was loved. Aw. I
1: think it'd be like funny to his I was, was Julian.
2: I was named after my two great grandmothers. Yeah? Yeah.
1: What's your middle name? Rachel. Yeah? Yeah. Um,
2: but I don't mind telling you that.
1: Why does uh, Donald Trump hide what his middle name is? I don't
2: think he hides. What's at he all? hiding? What I don't he think he's hiding anything.
1: I want to see his birth certificate.
2: Actually, that's probably out there.
1: Probably is, and we know his middle name. I think he should be forced to produce I think it. You're
2: stuck on something of little importance, and
1: then he'll show everyone his birth certificate, and then I'll come on the show and be like, oh, "I think it's a fake." <laughs> I'm just being silly. Speaking of silly, let's have some fun, by the way, with this uh, uh, this uh, next story. But oh, first, Tom. What?
2: I think you're going to like
1: this. No, you're going to like this. Uh, It has to do with Hillary. First, though, very quickly, contact information in case anyone would like to call into the show. If you're listening live, feel free to give us a call at 617-417-4IPM. IPM as in IPM Nation. 617-417-4IPM. You can call or text us at that line. If you'd like to Facebook or tweet us or use the chat room or anything, all that information is right there at ipmnation.com slash MCU Radio, and by the way, the elephant in the room. Uh, yes, I know uh, the the major story today was the mass shooting, uh, but I don't know about you, Jen. I just don't feel like even dealing with it.
2: It's, so it's awful. If What's, if it, if anyone know. wants
1: to call into the show and talk about it, we will. We'll we'll talk about whatever listeners want to talk about. If someone wants to call in, but otherwise, I just don't even. I I just don't even want to deal with it I'd rather I just want to have fun I don't want to talk about another mass shooting plus it's the same conversation every time anyway we'll say what we say we'll say we'll what say the what they, what, say. what they say and and
2: in the end you know criminals just, do a criminals do yeah. so you were about to say what
1: so this I found this on Politicocom this is really fun
2: wow you went off a of huff post I'm I impressed.
1: did I, I, I rather I'm rather liking Politico uh, This article, you're going to like this, Kissing Up to Clinton, the 15 most over-the-top emails. From a pledge to crawl through broken glass to talk of a unique friendship, Clinton's emails are full of gushing notes. And this article (laughs) was written by Nick Gass, and this went up today at about 2 p.m. That's so
2: so freaking gross.
1: This is is going to be fun. I
2: don't care what team you're on. This is
1: going to be two segments, folks. Let's have some fun with this. So I'll read this, and then it. Of course, there's fifteen examples in, in these emails it says here, even a secretary of state needs to pick, it needs a uh, pick me up every once in a while. As the Arab Spring kicked into high gear and Hillary Clinton faced numerous challenges at Foggy Bottom and abroad, she had always turned to her index to get some praise. The latest batch of more than 6,300 pages of emails on Wednesday showed once again that people corresponding with the secretary just couldn't give her enough love, and on more than a few occasions, Clinton was happy to reciprocate. Uh, Good to know she's perhaps (laughs) capable of some emotion. From uh, one of her supporters vowing to climb through broken glass for her to Clinton's unique friendship with one of her state predecessors, here are 15 of the most glowing emails from the batch.
2: I think right. I'm going to need a vomit bag for well, this.
1: Yeah, just try just try not not to let it. You know, how it burns if you throw up a little bit and you get it in your throat and you I'm try to swallow try, it back down. All right, I'm going to try. Keep some water handy. In I think case you're
2: that asking happens. a lot, a lot for me. I know this is I going really to be. Am, uh, this I'm is going to be ticked off at it.
1: This is going to be cringe-inducing. You're all, right. all on your own. <laughs> all right. So the first one is the crawling through broken glass example, an email passed along by longtime friend Betsy Ebeling in the July 2010. In July 2010, conveys. Just how far her supporters would be willing to go for her? Oh, by the way, as I'm reading these, you'll occasionally hear me say blank. That's because the particular email I'm reading, the name has been redacted. So these, these, uh, some of these have been edited, edited in such a way.
2: Oh, big surprise! Okay. Not
1: well. That's that's, uh, yeah. The State Department edited, edited these, I guess. But I'm
2: surprised you um, can read a sentence out of it.
1: Um, so again, this is from uh, her friend Betsy Ebeling, who wrote just talked to yet another member of the trans community telling me that she would crawl through broken glass for Hillary Rodham Clinton. A lot of people are very grateful to her for her support of the travel changes that the State Department has initiated. One more time for me to remind them that she's still our girl. Have oh much fun God. and a little relaxation this weekend, Ebeline said.
2: Vomiting is going to
1: Drink some water. Ebeline said of the note, though the name of the person who said it was redacted. In passing along, Ebeline wrote, Love that guy. He wanted to share this news with you. Kudos! With four exclamation points after the kudos. Please thank blank for passing on the positive reactions. Clinton responded. All right.
2: Well, I guess that's a response for that. I, I, I...
1: it's very, very loving. Uh, Tina
2: Browns. I call that loving. I would call it concerning.
1: Trans, some trans love. Uh,
2: t- it has <laughs> nothing to do with the trans and everything to do with the whole walk through broken glass thing. I
1: mean. That just sounds dangerous, frankly.
2: It sounds like you need therapy.
1: I wouldn't want someone to even approach me who'd been through broken glass. They'd probably be all bloody and stuff trying to hug me. I'd be like, ooh,
2: with would But like sharp parts and yeah, everything. I
1: appreciate you walk through broken glass I mean, it's one me, thing to but, get
2: scratched, but hell.
1: Yeah, that's, that's. They're very dangerous. Yes. Uh, Tina Brown's thank you. In a September 2011 email to Huma Abedin, the magazine publisher thanked Clinton and Maline Verveer, U.S. Ambassador-at-Large for Global Women's Issues, for inviting her to appear at a conference in an email. Quote, Your speech was truly riveting, and I do think an inflection in point for women worldwide. I believe we will look back and say that was the moment when everyone began to understand not just the human rights argument, but the economic (laughs) argument. So proud to have been a part of it, unquote. And then she added in another paragraph, Also, thank you for doing the Q&A with us this week for Newsweek. Much of this week's issue is devoted to the progress women are, and are not, making. Including a fantastic interview with President Dilma Rousseff, we have sent one to your office and hope you enjoy! Exclamation point. So, Tina Brown, what is journalist. All the
2: explanation points.
1: Well, you know, when you're expressing your adulation for Hillary Rodham Clinton, you're going to need an exclamation point or two.
2: I'm waiting for the three wise men to show up and everybody to start <laughs> bowing down for
1: gifts. Oh, no, that, that's not going to happen. Hillary is pro-choice. <laughs> uh, one, more, one more example before the break, a softie. A subject line from Mills to Clinton in late uh, July 2010 reads, quote, Okay, I didn't do it. Blank advised I'm getting report on Monday, so we set time for one thirty p.m. Monday, uh, uh, unquote. Whatever it concerned, Clinton remarked that Mills is, quote, a softie underneath, that tough girl exterior, which I am too, exclamation point.
2: Oh, God,
1: please. So Hillary uh, not only will receive exclamation points, but she will offer them to others.
2: With equally disgusting, gushing crap.
1: One more before the break. Mills forwarded a Huffington Post article in July 2011 praising the Secretary's look during a visit to the Norwegian embassy in D.C. Quote, the ladylike ensemble should be enough to silence Tim Gunn, who recently criticized the Politico for her gender confused fashion sense, unquote, the article said. What? The email came a day after Mills forwarded an email to Clinton with the subject line Tim Gunn talking smack, with the Think Progress article criticizing the fashion critic's remarks about her. Uh, sartorial choices. You
2: know what? Um, Stick to her freaking policies and her politics, her ridiculous answers in front of
1: Congress. Oh, God, I wish uh, I had uh, fashion yeah, yeah, yeah. by David Bowie queued up, but I don't. Stick I, with that. I should have planned ahead better for tonight's show. <laughs> uh, what the heck do we care what she's wearing? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's uh, the, the, the feminists aren't wrong when they uh, complain about that. That uh, that's no, something women not. have to do with and deal with, and men don't. Um,
2: Unless we, you're Donald Trump, and everybody wants to decide whether or not your hair is real.
1: Well, or hair, where your tie is. Made. Hair is fascinating. Uh, we do have to take See, another break. It's the gayism in you that's fascinated by his hair. It's fascinated by Donald Trump. Donald J. Trump. That's right. We'll be right back. We we got to uh, take a break, and then we'll come back, and we'll. Uh, do some more Hillary stuff because this God, is fun. No. Oh, oh, we've got to. Geez. So I much fun. <laughs>
0: sleeps while children play with cyber sex and my neighbors hard to love because i know we child molest money manifests the greed greed manifests the murder murder the real conscious connection om times radio iom fm
2: are you ready to shift your energy consciousness and limiting beliefs Join me, Shefali Burns, every Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern on Shifting with Shefali here on OM Times Radio. Shift the blocks, limitations, and negative energies that have kept you from experiencing a life filled with joy, peace, love, abundance, and happiness. Are you ready to shift with Shefali? Are you ready to shine your brilliance?
0: Are you trying to get from point A to point B and need a little advice? Connect with the counselors at Om Times Advisors. Whether you're looking for a life coach or a spiritual intuitive, the advisors participating at advisors.omtimes.com were carefully chosen based on their gifts, skills, and professionalism. Ohm Times Advisors, connecting you with the best advisors in the business. Host your show on IOM-FM, the radio network of OM-Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of OM-Times. Hosting a show on IOM-FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. Circle of Hearts Radio is a sanctuary
2: on the airwaves. Join me, Grandmother Elia, in the circle.
1: And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun.
0: Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: Call on Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, as I share information
0: to both enlighten and nourish your soul. The best of the holistic, spiritual, and conscious world. Om Times Radio. IOM FM.
1: More Matt Connerton unleashed. Jen Coffee and I is are unleashed tonight. We are at the Uptown Auto Repair Studio in Manchester, New Hampshire, broadcasting worldwide. And uh, I was just uh, during the break. I was uh, c- trying to, to compose uh, an email to uh, Hillary Clinton, and uh,
2: got sidetracked changing out my barf bag.
1: Yeah, I, well, I haven't I haven't gotten very far. Uh, basically, <laughs> all I have so far. Tell tell me. Uh, what you think uh, I have uh, dear Hillary I love you and revere you so much and then I have 17 exclamation points I, I thought about doing 16 for 2016 but then I got so carried away in my adoration and adulation I I, I think you get a back off it. the
2: one you get to go back to 16 yeah yeah
1: I don't know is that cliche because then it's going to be obvious I, I, I think, that I picked that for 2016. I think it's what you
2: have to do. Or
1: should I do 2016 exclamation points?
2: No. Because I no. love her so much. No. No.
1: I think she could be the greatest president we'll have ever have had in 2016. I'm really going
2: to get sick soon. Can, can, can you stop? Can you come back to reality? Oh, what yes. What have you been smoking?
1: Let's come back to the reality of these emails. We got we to gotta finish up with this article because this is just too much fun. Um, oh,
2: please hurry.
1: <laughs> so if you're joining us late, we found this article on Politico talking about uh, all these gushing emails that have surfaced. People uh, affixing their lips to Hillary's backside uh, via these uh, interstuffs that were sent to her um, via email. So uh, the next one is – got to trademark that, interstuffs uh, – <laughs> Here's the next one titled, Our Friendship is Unique. Former Secretary of State Madeleine Albright lavished praise on Clinton in a July 2011 email chain involving two of the only three women to ever serve in the cabinet position. Albright expressed her appreciation for her work on Partners for a New Beginning and thanked her for accepting an invitation from her National Democratic Institute for whom Clinton keynoted an awards dinner later uh, that year. Uh, we are so proud of what NH, uh, I'm sorry, NDI is doing, and having you there is the best news. Meanwhile, we have forgotten how to make things work in DC. Your statement on the mess here was also great. Um, nope, sorry. Uh, so welcome home and look forward to catching. Uh, I assume that's supposed to be catching up. Our friendship is unique. Albright wrote in response to an email in which Clinton told her that her leadership and friendship mean the world to me. And, of course, there's an exclamation point at the end of that. Let's see. Next one. The quintessential avenging angel. Longtime friend Sarah Ehrman received a gushing email about the secretary's work in the interest of Israel from a lawyer named Daniel Seidman in May of 2011. Quote, everything I've heard, and I've heard from people who really know That your friend, Hillary Rodham Clinton, did not merely come down on the side of the angels, but was, herself, the quintessential avenging angel. What? What she has done is the greatest act of friendship to Israel imaginable, unquote. He wrote in an email to Ehrman that made its way to Abedin. Ehrman wrote, Hillary Rodham Clinton would get a kick out of this fan mail, unquote. Abedin forwarded on to Clinton. So, of course, he basically, he was begging for Hillary to see the email. Oh, of course.
2: <laughs> please look at me. Oh, please.
1: Uh, next, we have gratitude and admiration.
2: Family. What fr- the hell did you just call what you read?
1: Oh, it's, it gets better. Family oh. friend Lanny Davis lavished praise upon Clinton in October 2010 email for a speech she gave. Quote, as to your speech... It must get wider circulation. I am going to write about it in my Hill column next week. Also appears on Huffington and Daily Caller. Can you have someone send it to me ASAP? He asked Clinton. And then he continued, quote, My heart truly was filled with gratitude and admiration for the courage you showed last night. Courage, because your words were tough love equally for both sides. Tough love For both sides, isn't that what you have done all your political life? Fact-based policies and positions, whether offending purists on either side or both? Oh, God. Clinton responded, saying that she was in Asia for the next 10 days, copying Middle East envoy George Mitchell to address his points. Next one, mutual praise. In a February Oh, my goodness. Stop it. You all right? No. Sound like you're having a seizure. Um, in a February 2011 email to aide Daniel Sherwin, you're mean. Clinton heaped praise upon a speech on Afghanistan and Pakistan. "Quote: The AFPAC speech was really well done, and I appreciate your efforts in producing such a first-rate product."
2: Why like she wrote it herself?
1: Right. I know. It is a joy working with you. "Unquote." Clinton wrote to Sherwin, I'm going to puke. Sherwin had so that that was um Bend over. you know. No, that was I'm sorry. Enough. Just to be clear, that was that was Hillary writing to Sherwin. He's the guy oh. who wrote the
2: speech. <laughs> Even better. So then
1: Sherwin <laughs> had equally generous remarks for his boss, saying the words meant a lot to him. Quote, I feel pretty good about this one. It's always satisfying when we get to make a focused policy argument that also puts our strategy into a broader context. Plus, it was fun to write. To me, it's hard to ask for more. Oh, God. What a thrill. A State Department official with the Office of Children's Issues wrote Chief of Staff Cheryl Mills to pass on her praise of the Secretary's work on LGBT rights in July of 2010. Quote, but I want to let the secretary know that I am especially grateful for all the work she has done for the GLBT community in the you department. You can't even get the letters out anymore. <laughs> well, no, it's <laughs> it's it's written. It's actually written as GLBT in the email. Um, what a thrill it was to today to hear her say that gay rights are human rights! Exclamation point. Uh, Kathy Ruckman wrote to Mills, who then passed it along to Clinton, who advised an assistant to Britt. Um, By the way, uh, side note, so we have a show now on IPM Nation uh, called uh, uh, Talk All Love. And coincidentally, Leslie Peterson tonight on that show, I heard her say, just as the person in this email, uh, instead of LGBT, she said GLBT. So I guess you can, apparently the, the lesbian and the gay in that can be flipped, depending on which way you like to say it. So that was the first place I heard that, and then I see it here. The G and the L reversed.
2: Okie
1: Why am I craving a BLT?
2: I have no idea. Are you hungry?
1: No, it's just it's because it's letters LGBT. The letters, it's BLT is in the letters in LGBT or GLBT. I could
2: go for one of those. I know,
1: right? Yeah. Uh, like a it's gay good. BLT? G, GBLT? Okay. Um, Facebook love. Facebook executive Sheryl Sandberg expressed her congratulations to Mills and Clinton for an important and thoughtful speech on internet freedom in February 2011 in a message sent to Mills and forwarded to the secretary. Quote, The secretary highlighted the important challenges to advancing a reform agenda and laid out a reasoned framework that can guide international policymakers and private companies like ours. All of us at Facebook are grateful for the opportunity to offer our ideas and suggestions, as Alec Ross and others were field testing elements of the framework. Only the most recent example of the effective and productive collaboration we find in working with your senior colleagues. We look forward to continuing to work together and supporting the secretary in this important work. On behalf of Mark Zuckerberg and myself, please give her our warmest congratulations. Oh my. Yes um secretary atlas uh an email chain from neera Tandon, a former clinton 2008 campaign aide and president for the center for american progress how
2: can you keep reading
1: this oh i'm not i'm not too nauseous yet i'm getting there uh wished clinton some time to relax during the summer of 2011 Tandon wrote oh, quote yeah.
2: sit her on another vacation
1: hope you're very well and hope you get at least a brief break soon from carrying the world on your shoulders, unquote.
2: Now she's Atlas.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, let's try to get one more in here before the break. Uh, you look just gorgeous, this one's titled. Maria Otero, then Under Secretary of State for Civilian Security, Democracy, and Human Rights, emailed Clinton from Baghdad to compliment her on her appearance during a May 2011 dinner with Queen Elizabeth in London. Quote, I'm watching you dine with the Queen. You look just gorgeous. I love it! Exclamation point. We'll travel to Herbal tomorrow and send you a note when I return. Maria. Oy. Oh, boy. Oy. All right, we'll, we'll go.
2: I'm not going to eat for a week.
1: We'll get one more in here. Um no! Love from the Irish. Oh, jeez. <laughs> the president of the Irish-American Democrats conveyed Ireland's appreciation for Clinton in an email to Mills. Quote, Does Ireland know that? uh, I I don't know. Uh, Just got back from my first hugely successful international fund for Ireland meeting in Ireland and want you to convey to Secretary Clinton that the Irish love her as much as ever. They talk about her constantly and ask me repeatedly to tell them more about her activities and agenda. They clearly think she is one of them and they have proprietary rights to her, unquote, Sella O'Leary wrote. All right, we're not going to get through. Oh, That's you know a, what?
2: Spooky, proprietary rights to you. Yeah.
1: There's, there's, oh, there's a couple more of these, but we're coming up a break, and, and I want to at least get a couple more uh, things in before we uh, have to finish the show. I, th- this took longer than I thought, but th- this was fun. At least I thought so, aside from the burning sensation in my throat.
2: Uh, <laughs> I think but if you want to lose my voice, if, my throat hurts so bad. If
1: if you want to read the rest of it, uh, it's on Politico, and I did also uh, share it out on the Matt Connerton Unleashed Facebook page, so you can find it there as well. But uh, you know, uh, I, I mean, honestly, probably most, I would assume, I would assume all powerful people get emails uh, from people, you know, kissing their backsides, so to speak.
2: Yeah, you get them. It's so. whether or not you put any stock in them
1: right well Hillary to her credit she did respond to some with exclamation points of her own
2: people are pretty quick that those kind <laughs> of letters really didn't go far from me yeah well that's no. good
1: that's good um, so uh yeah we're we're up against a break so we'll we'll take this last break and when we come back we'll uh I'm not sure what we're gonna do when we, when we come back we'll probably. Oh, we'll Hopefully get to this other thing about
2: Biden. More
1: we well, I don't know; it depends. I might talk about Biden.
2: Oh, God. God. and
1: there's some important news regarding the debt limit too. Uh, so we'll be right back. We got a little bit more to go. Don't go away. More news coming up.
2: It's-
0: The Real Conscious Connection. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM.
2: What if living didn't have to be so serious? What if you could move beyond your problems with greater confidence and ease than you've ever imagined? Throw your labels out the window and join the irreverent Therapist for practical tips and a very different way of approaching the changes you would like to create. Marilyn Bradford and Pam Hodling have empowered hundreds of people to come out of self-judgment, quit looking to experts, and begin to create the lives they desire. Join us Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the irreverent therapist.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club!
1: Matt Connerton here. Join Jen Coffey and I twice a week for Matt Connerton Unleash, a political talk show that's a little different than what you're used to. No liberal or conservative agenda here, just an honest dialogue about truth and how things really work in the world of politics. Matt Connerton Unleash, every Tuesday and Thursday night at 11 p.m. Eastern on Ohm Times Radio.
0: Bringing you the best of the conscious minds in the world. Ohm Times Radio, your conscious lifestyle on steroids.
1: Unleashed as we cruise into our final segment tonight. Matt Connerton and Jen Coffee with you from the uh, Uptown Auto Repair Studio in Manchester, New Hampshire. And
2: uh yeah, what? it's like seventy-two and freezing. It's like what? Seventy-two degrees and freezing. Seventy-two. Yeah, it feels like it's freezing.
1: Are you, it's uh, terrible. Maybe you're having a cold flash or something. Not is it 72?
2: It's, it's According to the, the thingy in the studio, it's 72.
1: 72. Oh, in the studio. You're cold right now? Really? Yeah. I
2: oh. I want the warm weather back.
1: Well, I do too. Um, b- by the way, uh, this is um, uh, the, the uh, debt limit is uh, they've moved up to the date for uh, potential default if we don't raise the debt limit. Uh, Treasury Department says uh, November 5th. Uh, without sufficient cash, it would be impossible for the United States of America to meet all of its obligations for the first time in our history. Um, I'm not going to read the article. It's uh, it, it's too long and we don't have time, but it, it is up at HuffPost on the politics page. Um, you know, uh, this is a, a, something I talked about Tuesday night on the show, by the way, is, um, you know, with Boehner exiting as um, as uh, Speaker of the House, um and uh, Kevin McCarthy, potentially, he, he seems to be who is probably going to be replacing him in that leadership position. Um, I worry a little bit about, um, you know, Boehner managed to, <laughs> I mean, he, he sure struggled and never looked like he was enjoying it much, but he managed to, to control the, the Tea Party wing of the uh, Republicans in the House enough to um, not allow us to go off of the fiscal cliff, as it's known. Um, I'm very worried uh, that the next speaker won't be able to uh, do the same, and uh, this is something I worry about quite a bit. To, to Be honest,
2: we wouldn't be having to continuously raise the debt ceiling if we would cut our spending, right? Our ridiculous spending, right? We wouldn't be ending up huh? in this situation over disagree. and over again. I, can you remember a presidency when this issue came up so many times? As I sure can. No,
1: it always comes up. It. it no, it comes up on a regular schedule. It always, it's just, it used to be a routine thing. No, it's thing. not on
2: a regular schedule. Now it's every couple of months.
1: No. It's it sure always, feels it's, like it. It's all, no, no. Oh, yeah. No, you hear about it every couple of months. No, it doesn't come up that often. I think it comes up once a quarter. But that's how it's always been. The yeah, opinions vary. No, that that's a fact. That's how it's always been. It just used to be a routine thing. It never became a political issue until the last uh, several years.
2: I mean, since people started realizing that all we're doing is increasing our debt over and over and over again, well, I think
1: people have always realized that. But the the, the thing is, I mean it, it was never it was never used as a political issue; it was always considered too dangerous um, until uh, uh, until this uh, the current administration. But um, I I really worry about uh, about default. Um, the other thing too, um, there's an article that uh, this showed up on uh, New York Hillary Clinton, uh, Hillary Clinton camp <laughs> is making moves to check Joe Biden. Um, and uh, this is kind of a long article, too, so I, I probably won't, won't read this again because we're short on time. But um, they are uh, – this is the first time I've seen it in print. Uh, the uh, Hillary Clinton campaign is now actively uh, trying to get uh, people to – people within the party to commit to Clinton – uh, in writing, uh, just as I scan through this, um, there's uh, they flooded uncommitted Democrats, this is part of the article, with emails, phone calls, and a plea for them to sign a letter, a copy of which was obtained by the New York Times. Excuse me, in the letter, Democrats are asked to pledge to support Hillary Laudam Clinton at the 2016 Democratic National Committee Convention with an unpledged delegate vote. So they're actually... What they're what they're doing is um, because they're they're trying to uh, Well, actually it says it right here. A campaign aide said that given the mistakes of Mrs. Clinton's 2008 campaign, they'd always plan to make an early and aggressive push to lock down superdelegate support. So maybe they would be doing this anyway. But it's obvious that uh, they are worried about Biden. Um, and it's interesting to see how. Uh, here you have. Bernie Sanders, who continues to gain momentum in not only polls and fundraising, but it's almost like, in a way, he's a surrogate for Biden, the way this is playing out. Because Bernie Sanders continues to diminish Hillary's uh, inevitability in terms of being the nominee, uh, by not even by really directly attacking her in any way, for the most part. Because he really doesn't, he's but he's he's raising money. Uh, people are people are liking him, and that has the effect of because I think everyone sort of agrees, regardless of how well he does. Bernie Sanders is not likely to be the Democratic nominee, but as he continues to uh, gain momentum, he continues to diminish Clinton, thus ultimately setting the stage uh, for Biden to walk in. And and grab the nomination, not only because he's of what Bernie's have to doing, but
2: come in to try and salvage anything for the Democrats.
1: Well, yeah, he's going to have to do it soon. It's October first, and he hasn't announced. I really thought he'd announce something by now. I think um, he's weighing his options. I think he's waiting to. My theory is he's sitting back because, uh, as Hillary continues to just slowly implode, and Sanders continue to gain to continues to gain momentum. He may be thinking, and I by he I mean he and his inner circle, who obviously, as a group, are watching this very closely. That um, it's not so much that at a certain point, it's not even so much that he's going to need to run in and uh, do a run in, as they say in wrestling, and uh, hmm. and and uh, you know pull Hillary out of the out of the ring and, and jump in. Um, it's, it's so that, you know, this is my theory. They're looking at it on two levels. You've got two candidates who are unacceptable that he needs to jump in. One of them imploding the other one gaining momentum, but both ultimately unacceptable. You've got Hillary imploding. You've got Bernie Sanders doing better and better, but both of them ultimately unacceptable. So let that play out for as long as you possibly can. I would bet. Again, it's all theory. I have no idea if I'm right. But my theory is this, that they're waiting and watching and they're going to let this play out, but the decision has already been made. I bet you anything. Secretly, the decision has already been made. Biden is definitely in, but they're going to wait until the last possible moment. And he can come riding in on his white horse and look like the hero and the savior of the Democratic Party. And by the way... Um, I talked about uh, Until on the sh- he speaks on the show. <laughs> well, a lot of people like him and I talked about on the show Tuesday night um, that uh, polling wise, he is currently the most popular of anybody in the field. Um, in terms of his positive versus negative ratings. He's
2: saying anything until he starts speaking, and then those numbers will dramatically drop I don't know, every a lot time of people, he opens
1: his mouth. A lot of people like him. They like that sort of off-the-cuff, sort of folksy way that he talks. He doesn't I, talk I, like I a like slick off politician.
2: The I don't like insanity.
1: Well, I... Not, uh, shoot, a everyone, noise, shoot a shotgun. You well, hear a noise. Shoot a shotgun. That was a weird thing to say. To but I I'm mean,
2: an F-bomb at an open mic that with the I, I still
1: think that's hilarious. I think that's why I think some people like that about him because he's so idiotic. He is
2: comic relief, and he is a guarantee that no one will ever try and attempt to take the president's life, because no everyone is afraid of what would happen with the president Biden. I
1: I don't think that's true.
2: Oh, I think it's very true. I think
1: some people feel that way. I don't think everyone feels that way. I think
2: more people feel that way than don't, which is why he will not stand a snowball's chance in hell of becoming president. He's
1: very popular among Democrats. Yeah, ultimately. Well, I mean, that is your ilk. What?
2: That is your ilk.
1: My ilk? Your
2: group. Your people.
1: <laughs> That's not my people. It is your people. How is it my people? You're
2: a Democrat.
1: I'm, I'm registered as a Democrat, yes. And I don't so consider myself a Democrat. You, you
2: can well, can call yourself whatever you consider yourself, but on paper you put yourself down as a Democrat. My last... Are you saying you lied when you registered to vote? Yes,
1: I lied. My last, ah. uh, last time I voted uh, in our local city election here in Manchester, there were three people on the ballot to vote for. I voted for two Republicans and an Independent.
2: Oh, good. I
1: didn't vote for Some a single part Democrat. part of your brain
2: worked correctly. <laughs> this is good. Maybe I'm having a positive effect. Oh, I like it.
1: You're not exactly uh, in love with your party.
2: I uh, <laughs> I never said I was. Uh, well, okay. Okay. <laughs> But I've always been vocal about what I believe in or don't believe in. And if it toes the party line, great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I don't make my decisions based on the party line. Right. I never have. I never will.
1: Right. Well, let's say like New Hampshire, you can get away with not having to do that and still be successful.
2: Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, there are people that get knocked down because they won't tow the party line. Yeah. And that's the choice that you make. But I think it's but probably that mean you can't be vocal and active and, and but, make a difference. But
1: that's probably less so here than in other states, I think. Because and for those, I, I know we have listeners around the country, around the world, actually on Home Times. Uh, but for those who don't know about New Hampshire, um, in New Hampshire, uh, you know, th- there's there's truly. Um, an independent spirit here, and you can an be. two citizen legislature. Yeah, we have the what is it? The third largest uh, elected Legis- legislative body in the world in the Correct. New Hampshire state legislature. It's what four hundred? Is it four? It's not four hundred even, right?
2: It's four hundred house members, representatives. It's four hundred even. Four hundred representatives. Okay. Twenty-four senators, five executive council members, and then the governor.
1: Yeah. So um, and and within that, you know, you've got you've got all different flavors of Republicans. So Democrats and all tend flavors to
2: Democrats, but they tend to walk well, they, more lockstep yeah, with they each do. other. They do. If yeah. the party line is a party line, they'll tow it blindly.
1: <laughs> that is true.
2: Right up a cliff.
1: We are uh, just about out of time, so I do want to remind everybody. Of course, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, Dr. Kevin was my guest on this week's television edition of Unleashed, and I did uh, share it to the uh, Facebook page for Matt Connerton Unleashed. So you can watch that there. Please check it out. And, of course, I'll be on the Dr. Kevin show uh, the second Thursday of next month. Well, this month, actually. I forgot. It's already October. So second Thursday of this month we I'll be on
2: next Dr. Thursday. Dr. show
1: next Thursday. Next Thursday. You're right. Oh, it's coming right up. And uh, <laughs> we'll be announcing what we're going to be doing the following Thursday. So big announcement there to come. Uh, and uh, I'm sure soon we'll be able to make an official announcement regarding the expansion with Ohm Times and how it affects this show. And, of course, uh, always adding uh, great new stuff to IPM Nation as well. And uh, we are out of time. Jen, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, I just got to do this one, one time really quick before we go because I haven't done it yet this week. <laughs> I'm Ben Carson, and I approve this message. <laughs> oh, God, I just love there that. it was again. I'm Ben Carson. He just sounds so happy. At
2: least that doesn't make me nauseated like Hillary.
1: Right. He's very cheerful. Are I'm we?
2: Carson. <laughs> we? I'm Jen Coffey. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in.
1: All right. Good night, everybody.
2: Nice. <laughs>